Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome along to Beauty and Beyond in association with Beauty Buddy, a global community of beauty buddies and the go-to app for independent beauty reviews and much more. I'm Sarah McGovern and he's Ken Boylan. She's a mom. She's a catwalk queen and she's a businesswoman. While he's a makeup artist to the stars, a product designer and a beauty guru. Hey Sarah, how's it going? Ho, ho, ho. It's nearly Christmas. <laughs> We're very, very excited in our house. We've got a um, six-year-old, nine-year-old who are, you know, the elf has arrived and it's all excitement now. So they're great ages as well. So it's keeping me all festive feeling. Well, I'm um, happy for all of you. We're, we're, we're the Grinch that's still Christmas <laughs> in our house, I'm afraid. I'm not but, a big Christmas person. But you've put up your tree, haven't you? Yeah, we put up a tree because I had nothing else to do. <laughs> okay, come do mine. We're going to hope we get ours this weekend. I just didn't want to do it too, too, uh, too, too, too early. Soon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, and uh, we were delighted with all the response we got from our uh, magazine out in the Sunday Times, um, mm. Beauty and Beyond. It was, it it was really uh, well. well received and we were delighted with it. And thanks to all the people yeah. who helped out with it. Absolutely. Um, it, was, it was brilliant. So uh, this week we have um, a great interview um, with the lovely Maya Dunphy and yeah. some lovely reviews as well. So we We've got a yep. couple of more podcasts before Christmas um, wraps up and uh, we'll have some more exciting ones coming in the new year too. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to review some products with thanks to our friends over at the Beauty Buddy app. So next up, we have an Irish brand called Ella yeah. and Joe. Yes. Um, 100% made in Ireland um, by makeup artist Sherlene Flanagan and skin therapist Neve Ryan. Yeah. Knew about these products actually beforehand, um, but we we got sent a couple of their products actually, which I hadn't heard of. Um, so yeah, the brush cleanser. I'm interested to know how you got on with this because you're obviously makeup artist. <clears throat> yeah, so I was obviously fairly aware of the fact that we are in the times we are in and any sort of disinfectant or any sort of um, cleaning product has to be COVID friendly, as yes. in it has to do the job with re- we're getting rid of COVID and I didn't know whether this brush cleaner did until obviously I asked my husband who's a pharmacologist to look at the ingredients and he said that it is it is COVID friendly so you can use this brush uh, cleaner uh, on brushes uh, to get rid of any contamination uh, be it COVID or any other sort of contamination because it's got a very high alcohol level in it and that's what um, so the the actual product itself I'm, I, I've always been very wary of brush cleaners um, on my brushes because all my brushes are natural fibres I find that's okay. the best type of brushes um, I'm sorry for people who don't agree with me I find that natural fibre brushes are much better than um 
synthetic um, and um, the brush cleaners I find leave a residue on the brushes no matter what you do. So normally how I would clean my brushes I just use um, hot water and uh, dis uh, detergent like a fairy liquid or whatever and it gets cuts through the grease and gets rid of everything and then I dry it and I leave them to sit there on the counter but this I did use and I have to say I really liked it. It didn't leave a residue. Um, it, the smell is really good as well on the brush. It's got, um, it's got orange peel zest in it, natural yeah, orange nice. peel zest in it, which was really nice and it smells lovely on the brushes and actually I tried it on, um, I think it might have been you. <laughs> I tried <laughs> it on and I think you actually commented, ooh, this brush smell yeah. nice. So that was good. So, um, and so the pricing I... is very good. The pricing is 20 euros. So that's that's also excellent. Yeah, you know? for, for a big... Uh, yeah, big, big can of it. Um, so can I ask you something? How often... Now, obviously, this is different. You have to clean your brushes in between each person. Yes. But like for someone who just like me is at home using my own brushes and not yes. sharing them, how often yeah. should I clean my brushes? That's the age-old problem of uh, filthy women. So um, <laughs> <laughs> I would suggest that, you know, you should be washing your, your foundation brush or any brush that has, you know, liquid on it, like foundation or concealer brush or, you know, lipstick brush or whatever. Anything that's uh, that, that gets, you know, gooped up with with goo you should wash at least once a week because the oh. the, the product <laughs> the, the, the brush just doesn't work properly if it's no, no. totally and utterly clagged up with crap so know. you know washing it once a week or once every two weeks but look i, I also the bacteria levels in your brushes if you don't wash them is really disgusting yeah, I mean, no, I really, I really awful. I kind of forgot. No, 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 no. I've seen. I listen. I, I've, I, I won't <laughs> mention names, but I've, I, I've seen girls literally. You know, the brushes dropped on the oh, floor, yes. and it's, you know, it's just in bits, and they're wiping it on there. They're dipping it into their cream foundation and wiping it all over the face, oh, and it's just, God. it's, it's, it's horrible. Know. You need to wash your brushes once every two weeks uh, uh, if you can. Okay. Yeah. You know, and your eyeshadow brushes and so on. They'll perform much better if you clean them, and this is where this comes in really good. I think this, yeah. um, these, the, the brush cleaner, you can spray do... it onto your tissue, and you just wipe your eye brushes yeah. and so on. It gets rid of all the stuff, and then they're ready to be used. Yeah, so I would have been like you. I would have used. Well, actually, I use a shampoo. I don't know if that's the wrong thing to do, but I use no shampoo is fine. But the detergent, um, like fairy liquid, for instance, it is a detergent, and it does have, um, you know, your your foundation is basically a grease, you know, yeah. so yeah. it cuts yeah. through that grease and gets rid of it completely. Because okay. I would have used, but it would have taken a long time. And but I find it great using shampoo. However, as I said, I tried the the squeaky clean brush cleanser. Yeah, and um, it does say on the website too. To spray it onto the brush and then and it only needs two or three sprays. Uh, no, I, I never do that. No, I, you need to put it onto the t a tissue and yes. spray it. And it, it did take me quite a lot to yeah. clean the brushes, you know, with it. But it was brilliant. It cleaned it and it smelled really lovely. Yeah. And they came out perfect. And as I said, there was no residue, which was really yeah. nice. So um, in that way, I thought it was good. But it definitely did more than the two or three pumps that it. Well, uh, you see, the whole thing would be is that you would start off with a brush that is clean in the first place and then you would clean it sure. after or you would clean it, you know, every couple of goes. So That's it would right, never yeah. get as bad as your brushes probably are. <laughs> <laughs> it's very bad. Well, anyway, moving swiftly on. Um, 
<laughs> we'll go on to the serum, actually. The, the hydrating hyaluronic. Here we go. Another yeah, yeah, hyaluronic. Another hyaluronic. So, yeah. Serum, which yeah. uh, you've been trying as well. No, I actually, uh, you tried the serum and I, I actually yeah. tried the skin mist. Now, oh, okay. I, I have to say, I really liked this, right? And my mist? husband, Fab, yeah, skin mist. It's from Ella and Joe. It's the three in one hyaluronic skin mist. Okay. And what I liked about it was, um, Normally, I'm not a big. I like the the problem I find with with these products are there's they, they, there's a really strong smell off them, yeah. and even if it's a natural smell, even if it's a natural product, it's still a lot of people find that they are allergic to the scent in products. So that's why a lot of um, 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 products don't use the scent, and these ones are very scented. Um, but apart from that, I, I have to say the hyaluronic mist I really liked because you just squirt it onto your face, you let it dry in and then I would use my my eye cream from from inky list after it and I found for me for this heat or for the for the for the conditions we're living in at the moment uh, with this sort of mugginess I found that it was absolutely enough for my skin so I really really liked it um, and Fabio my husband really liked it as well he he's yeah. he, he was a big fan of it now the only thing I would say now obviously these aren't geared towards men they're geared towards women but the packaging is extremely girly and very <laughs> feminine so that would be for yeah. I, for me, it would be a bit like, oh, you know, you wouldn't when take it out. It. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, I actually found when I was using this, um, I I've left it by my laptop. And when I was working away, it was, you know, I'd spritz a little bit on and it would kind of wake me up. It was quite refreshing. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of quite handy. And it didn't dry your skin. It was quite nice. It's, it, it, as I said, it's on a set, but in a nice way. So yeah. uh, you, you apparently can use this pre and post makeup because I'm... Absolutely. Happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be a really good one. I would suggest for 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 either either um you know yeah. especially if you're if you're a makeup artist for instance you know that sort of um little bit of a spritz would be lovely um if but it's you not on quite your bride. wet after you put your makeup on I don't know because I, I haven't really used it with no with with makeup on but... don't hold it so close to your face if you hold it really close <laughs> to your face yes it's going to be wet it'll be like yeah. any any spray you know like yeah, if you just, hold yeah. it too close to your face it'll be too too wet if you don't it'll, it'll just dry in nicely. Yeah, and it's got that hyaluronic acid again, and it's so um, it's meant yes, to be. Yes, it does, and it also hydrate. the price point is very good for the for the size of it. I'm trying to see the size of it. It's a hundred mil, and which means you could you could travel with this. So that's also good. So it's a hundred mil, and it's nineteen ninety nine, and it's available yeah. in pharmacies and uh, blank canvas cosmetics yeah. and pharmacies. I think nationwide as well. So yeah, exactly. um, have, I think a very good good product range. You know. Yeah, and so I tried the serum then, and yeah, um, again, it's a hyaluronic serum, uh, hydrating again. But for me, I'm not mad on gel type serums. Actually, I just no. find them a little bit drying. I do prefer yeah. a, a more moisture type one. But I did try it. Give this a go. Um, it did feel I did my skin did feel a slightly tight after it. But you know, I was talking to someone about this the other day, and they were like, "Oh, I much prefer a gel type um, serum than a than a than a moisture type one." So so for me, it, it's a lovely product and I, I got used to it, I suppose, after a couple of weeks of using it. But I still, I would prefer uh, like a, a more cream-based one, I guess. Um, yeah, but it, I, 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 
I wasn't mad about I I wasn't mad really mad about this one to be honest. I okay. I I find the mist much better. I I would be the same as you, Sarah. I find too much moisturizer, too many products on my face, too many layers. It makes it reacts into mm-hmm. my skin after a couple of days. So yeah. I like to keep products to a minimum. Um, and I just found I I found it quite hair jelly. <laughs> it yeah. reminds me a bit of hair gel, and I just wasn't uh, you know. So no, but I, look, no, people like yeah. that texture. I just didn't. They do, and I'm yeah. No, I'm the same. Absolutely. So, but all, all, overall, like a really nice product range. A bit yeah. early, maybe in packaging, but that's probably yeah. what they're marketing towards. And yes. um, good price points. Um, Bella and Joe.ie available, I think, on their website, but also in lots of pharmacies where they have. Yeah, them, Black um, Canvas and so on is, is yeah. doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. cool. Okay. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. We are delighted to welcome our next guest. She is a writer, broadcaster, producer, documentary maker, author, presenter, a popular master of ceremonies, has been a contestant on RTE shows such as Celebrity MasterChef and Dancing with the Stars, a charity ambassador, and of course, mother to her five-year-old boy, Tom. I'm wondering where she finds the time to sleep and still look so youthful. Maybe she'll share her secrets. Welcome, <laughs> Maya Dunphy. Hey, oh, Maya. Gosh. Good morning. Good. Hi, guys. How are you? That is a classic jack-of-all-trades, master of none list, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but the thing you are a master of them all. It's so incredible. many things. It's, I'm, it's... I'm not really though. It's, it's basically just the way the trajectory of my career in quotation marks has gone over the last <laughs> while. I think when you're in Ireland, when I when I moved to London for a while, people in in the UK, and you both might know this in your respective industries, they mm. don't understand when you do more than one thing because it's such no, a huge a place box. there. You're mm. you're either a daytime producer, entertainment mm. presenter, you're a children's writer, or you're certainly not more than one unless you're somebody who has a big name and just puts their name to things. But mm-hmm. they just don't understand. Whereas you know, I always say, look, Ireland's a population of great. Manchester so mm. if we don't do yeah. one thing then you know you're not paying your yeah. bills exactly well where did it all start actually for you writing was the main starting point for you was it like you you were a writer in RT but that doesn't start like overnight like how did that kind of come about no, I've actually never worked for RT. Oh. Um, despite the things that get shouted at me on public transport sometimes. <laughs> um, but, no, I'm one of those people who went to university and did an arts degree simply because I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And so my dad kept saying to me, Maya, we all know what you don't want to do. Any ideas what you actually want to do yet? <laughs> um, and I, I don't know. I think too much choice. Sometimes you go back two generations and they, they had limited choice, which obviously yeah. isn't always a good thing, but sometimes too much choice. It makes makes life trickier. I know it's a first world problem, but it is a fact. So yeah. um, I did an arts degree. I went traveling. I am um, bizarrely very into wildlife. And I had I spent a year in Borneo volunteering with an orangutan project. And I came wow. back. And that was really where my heart was with my best friend, Alice. What was that like? Incredible. That like? And my yeah. friend, Alice, became a zookeeper. And then when we came back, we were both broke. Because we'd, we'd, we'd essentially, we had, we'd fundraised to stay out there for so long. We wanted mm. to... Um, build an education centre in this orangutan sanctuary so that people who came could actually, you know, put more money into it. And we tried yeah. to set up adoption programmes. It was, it was a, a wonderful year. You know, when you're younger, sometimes, like, the 
just sort of enthusiasm of youth. You're kind of fearless in a way. I wish I was more like that now. I'm, I'm a naturally risk-averse person. When I was younger, you know, you do take more chances, I guess, because there's more potential then to, to get it wrong yeah. or get it right as the years go on. And I'm not so, looking after a, a five-year-old then either yeah. at that point. <laughs> so it, may, it makes be, it easier. You have easier. to be a little risk-averse. Well, yeah. I came back and um, fell into kind of temping jobs and then got a job with uh, my friends. Darren said to me, oh, the Zig and Zag boys are looking for somebody um, in their production company. And I was obsessed with Zig and Zag when I was a kid. And I applied <laughs> for the job. And the initial job was really kind of an office manager role but I was just so taken by the world of telly um so a different kind of wildlife and and they're back they're back and they're now. back yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and, and so they haven't cool. aged in 30 years <laughs> lucky <laughs> them yeah it'd be great just just get dry cleaned and you're back to <laughs> um no of course they well are you allowed to say that <laughs> Well, I mean, their clothes, their clothes, and their zagabongs can all be dry cleaned, Ken. Um, so yeah, I kind of fell into it, and I was very happy there. And I and the good thing about working in a small company like that is you get a chance to learn a lot of things. So I never started in telly the way people do, often of, of being a runner and being shouted at and making tea yeah. for awful people. Not all awful people, but so yeah, yeah. I kind of I learned the ropes, and I moved into the production side of things quite quickly, oh, which yeah. I, I loved. It's it's a real buzz, and everything you do is different. And I moved into Podge and Raj, which was a late night kind of acerbic uh, twist in the tail style show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you like the puppets. <laughs> yes. I'm a huge fan of puppets. Yeah. So yeah, I ended up, I worked with the boys for 12 years. Um, wow. And in wow. that time then, I started doing more of my own stuff. So I was, I yeah. was writing more then and um, again, it was a great place to work because I had a lot of freedom to do some of my own stuff too. And then, right. After a number of years, I was doing column writing as well. And where the front of camera thing came about was I had written a column. I was writing for the Herald at the time, and I had written a column about um, Helen Mirren. And it was just after she won the Oscar for the Queen. Mm. And, um, and I, you know, at the time, I wouldn't have been a strident feminist, uh, you know, much yeah. like to say I was. I don't, I don't think I was. You know, I was working very laddish TV. But I remember reading the interviews with her, and I was kind of obsessed with her. I thought, why is, has every single interviewer asked her, does she regret not having children? I mean, she's at this stage. Yeah, and it, yeah. it just really struck me. And it was an odd thing because, at, you know, she was an Oscar winner. At the time, mm. she was in her 60s, I think. So whatever her reasons were, that ship had sailed. So I thought, mm. what is the point? Yeah. There's no it man who'd be asked that question of whatever no. she was, 60, 62, even, even younger. And, it, you know, it's, is it a source of sadness? And I think that was probably, what, nearly 10 years ago? I'm not sure it would happen now, but it happened at the time. And I wrote a piece, slightly tongue-in-cheek for the, for the Herald, and I was... Um, a pro, I was getting married that year and th- I was 34 and 35 is that weird age at which we're told our fertility falls off a cliff and yeah, everything you're, changes you're, yeah, and your mom. face starts to melt and it's all nonsense as well, can I just say. Yeah. Um, so RT were doing... Um, starting a series called Reality Bites of one-off documentaries, mm. uh, sort of pop culture. And they said, oh, well, you know, we'd love that of, you know, especially as you're getting married this year. And, you know, in Ireland, you get married. For the, you get the wink and the nod for the first year of, oh, anything stirring, anything stirring, any babies? Oh, stop. And then after two or three years, you get the head tilt of, oh, yeah. something must be wrong. After five years, they just cross the road to avoid you because they assume <laughs> you're barren. Oh, awful. <laughs> Um, so I said to Archie, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll write a doc for you. And I said, oh, no, would you host it? And I thought, you know what? Take a chance, sod it. So I did. And it was well received. I it did was bad. Then yeah. called yeah. Merlot and Me, which people still yeah. talk to me about. Yeah, it was about really good. And wine. Um, bizarrely, I, and I had to start, start saying no because every single time, and that was seven 
seven years ago now, every time any radio station or current affairs show is doing a program or a, a piece about women and alcohol, I get a phone call. It's oh, like, really? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and and how has the Merlot been in lockdown? You know what the weird thing, Ken, is I've actually never been a, a big wine drinker. And I quit oh, really? wine and I quit wine completely two years ago because after my son was born, he was like, But you can't, you're you hosted Merlot and me. I said it was just a funny pun. Okay. Because <laughs> actually the original the working title for that show was Last of the Mojitos, which is still my favourite title ever. That is a really good title. Uh, brilliant. RT didn't like it. They said, Oh, well, will anyone get that? I went, Yes, they'll get it. But really the phenomenon we were talking about was women and wine and yeah. how wine yeah. moved into It's what's business. drunk at home. Yeah, and wine had yeah. you know, the wine o'clock memes and how yeah. wine had become a grocery commodity in a way that it wasn't, uh, you know, say when my, my even my mother, they would have had to go to an off-license to buy alcohol yeah. as opposed to putting yeah. it in with your with your weekly grocery, grocery shopping. Shop. And they were targeting women at the time. And I remember we went to a supermarket and we filmed and there was, I didn't have a baby at the time. And there was, um, it's changed now, but there was the, the baby care aisle. So you had nappies and creams and, and rusks and things. And at the end was this glimmering... Uh, pyramid of Chardonnay yeah. and you could just see really? the thinking behind it that you know stressed mums with their trolleys going okay yeah. nappies cream oh <laughs> yeah, my saviour and then we're talking to Roisin Short all the time and she was campaigning for because it used to be that alcohol was kept separate in the supermarket yeah. and then it moved into the regular aisles and now it's, it has been back. moved back yeah. it's back again yeah, yeah. Which I think is very important. So, mm. you know, no, you have to hide your face walking into the off <laughs> Still hasn't stopped me walking in there. but. <laughs> so, so going back to the kind of, you were talking about there a bit about beauty and the pressure. Um, do you like, do you feel the pressure to, to, to wear lots of makeup and do Botox and all that being in the limelight, so to speak? No. And you know what's been great? Because I didn't start front of camera work till I was in my mid thirties. And like, un- unlike you, Sarah, like my currency was never beauty. And I feel for women who, you know, it's tough for models who, you know, your currency is absolutely, no matter what you do outside, you your look? currency is beauty. Mm. And it's only really going to go one way. And that's why I admire women like you who make sure they're putting things in place so that isn't the case and it doesn't happen. But I remember there's certain things that I've done on camera where I haven't worn makeup and I broke my jaw when I was a child and I don't have nice teeth and it's, that's always been my Achilles heel and I have so many hangers. But no one has ever criticized me for the things because I've never never traded off them if that mm-hmm. makes sense so no I don't you know I've had a lot of criticism for other things but not but for you're also face. you are a very attractive person you're a very yeah. attractive beautiful, beautiful. frame you're very, like if you look at all of your photographs online um and your red carpet looks and so on you're extremely glamorous you 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 scrub up well you really do so well, you know. kind Ken but I I they're also very carefully curated and I'm not someone who can do a casual snap at home and put up because I actually look like a piece of boiled ham which is awful <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's been reassuring. I always said when I was younger, we need to see women being allowed to get older in the public eye, you know, yeah, yeah. and yeah. not yeah. that I feel that I'm the poster girl for that at all, but I have, there has been, you know, say um, corporate things I've done where I know I haven't looked maybe as attractive as the women around me, but no one's ever said, wow, look at that moose there, because they know that I'm not a model, I'm not 21, I'm not pretending to be either of these, and that's been quite refreshing. I know. Now, yeah. I will lie, there's things like when I did Dancing with the Stars, 
it was great experience, but that yeah. kind of show didn't suit me. I wouldn't be physically that confident. And by week one, you're there in a swimsuit with tassels and <laughs> clipping hair <laughs> extensions going, oh, my, you know, and usually standing beside someone who was either a professional dancer or a 25-year-old model. And I, I found that whole experience overwhelmingly intimidating. But then you, by you, the end of it, or was that just at the beginning or did you feel did you feel better by the by the time you were you, were, you left? It didn't last very long. Well, you were there for five weeks, weren't you? Ironically, by week five, the week I was kicked out was the first week that I thought, no, no, I deserve to be here. And people Aww. want to see someone getting better. And I had no experience at all. It turns out mm. I wasn't a natural dancer as I hoped I might have been. <laughs> That's when those four glasses of wine had come in and, you know, four yeah. in the morning shapes on the dance floor. Um, so, yeah, I mean, those kind of shows, you, you invest so much of yourself in them that when you do, when you are eliminated, you think... Um, oh God, now I want to go back even one more, just one yeah. more week. Yeah. But no, there's no denying that during the, the process, the first few weeks, I, I wasn't, I, I, I felt, you know, that feeling when you're young and terrified in the first day of, of school, yeah. the reflection oh God, in the mirror yeah. didn't look that way. It was like an old one, too much makeup. <laughs> um, it wasn't my natural home at all. So things and like Lisa that. Lisa O'Connor would have done your makeup, did she? Yes, Lisa. Lovely Lisa. She's so, like she was so filthy. She's fab. And often, because <laughs> I met her years ago and often, um, I'd have to say, she'd say, Here, here's a joke for you. And i go, no, no, Lisa, not in this company. No, yeah, no, no, Lisa, <laughs> please don't. don't. Oh, too late. No filter. No filter. Yeah. Lisa's a makeup artist. She's <laughs> a very a good friend of mine who, unfortunately, she passed away uh, last year, two years ago. So, um, God rest her. But yeah, she was yeah. fab. She did the makeup of Dancing with the Stars and she yeah. was fab. Yeah getting made up like that um it, it doesn't come naturally then you're more of a natural person aren't you really like it's 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 do you like getting glammed up actually though even for red carpet events or is it something you're like like the vip style awards for example every you year look like, you look amazing and mm. but is it something that you're like oh my god i'm rushing around and throw my hair up into a bun and do my own makeup or do you plan these type of things and go right i'm gonna go all out and do a nice red carpet look I planned them now. I didn't at the start. And I think especially Irish women and possibly men as well. Um, but vanity doesn't sit well on our shoulders. We don't no. accept compliments well. And I think we have this fear of, of seeming like we've lost a run of ourselves. And I've gone mm-hmm. to a few red carpet events in London as well. And if you say to a woman there, and I've said to I've met a few, a few of the kind of soap stars in London and you'd say, you look lovely. And they go, oh, thanks. Yeah, the dress is worth three grand. And I've spent five hours in hair and makeup. And mm. these were borrowed from a jewellery shop. And, they're, and I went, oh, great. Ugh, mm. Lost <laughs> But I paid her the compliment. Penny's on. Penny's on. Penny yeah, yeah. Style Awards. And Sarah, you know this. The Style Awards, um, you know, it's unfortunately didn't happen this year, but it's the most stylish oh. event in the country in Ireland. And, mm. you know, all the great and good of the, you know, magazine, modelling, glamour world come out in force and it's the closest thing we have to a Met Ball in our little country <laughs> but if you say to someone you look great they go no 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 I got ready in five minutes and they are falling off and you go you're at the Style Awards you must know you look good it just does not sit well on our shoulders to accept a compliment no. the first yeah. few years of the Style Awards that I went and I was um, kind of in the background and I just wore things from my wardrobe did my own makeup and then yeah. as, as my profile ascended a little small bit with stuff I was doing in front of camera yeah. I started to realise I'd feel better if I had more professional help and Ken you, it's yeah. what you do for a living I do I and do. I admire I, I, it so much yeah. but the simple fact is getting your makeup done by someone who understands your face yeah. is um, 
is, mm-hmm. is amazing and you do feel like a million dollars you know I yeah. used to do the makeup for um, I did it for a couple of a good few years uh, behind the scenes I would do you know set up behind the scenes uh, for Lancome actually at the time mm-hmm. and uh, you know we'd have we'd, 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 we'd have nobody booked in you know at the beginning of the day we'd be like okay we're going to be standing here all day long you know but come like you know every single booking would be booked within an hour or before the bloody thing happened and you'd be like what the hell am I supposed to do so you'd be there with two people there trying to do both their bloody makeup with two hands you know and, and they go off and get their hair done so and so it was um, a matter of yes maybe maybe it's changed now but definitely then they, it was last minute it was throw yeah. it together and in you go you know yeah. so. well bizarre I mean I've never been even nominated for a style award never mind one one but I, I, did, oh, I, did, host, I. I did host the last two years it's, it's a very difficult gig to host because mm. everyone's doing insta stories on their table yes. everyone has oh. not has noise laid into the drink cocktails beforehand yeah because even the most beautiful women there, they, they arrive, they're a bit nervous, they're knocking back whatever sponsored cocktails mm-hmm. they can. It's a difficult one. But the first year I did it, and I will never do this again, Ken, I went down, and I, I won't say the name of the company, but the company who were sponsoring the makeup, yeah, uh, Michael, who's the organist, said to me, said, come down, get your makeup done down here. So I turned up, uh, it was two hours to go, not even yeah. a powder compact in my bag, yeah. and sat there whilst this... Um, very young girl who came from this makeup brand uh, was doing my makeup. She came from like, a counter. What? What is? What? What's she doing? <laughs> and you know. And again, I'm not 21. I'm not a model. I have very small features. Not all. Yeah. It's, it's some. You know, some girls like some like Talia Heffernan. You could literally get mm-hmm. a makeup gun oh. on her face, and she's still yeah. beautiful because she has she incredible features. And I don't have that. I need to be a bit careful. And as she was knocking back the free prosecco, I said, "I'm, really sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm the host. I'm already late." You. Yeah, yeah, you're grand. <laughs> And the makeup was appalling. And she yeah. said, oh, we've packed away all the mascara ones. Do you have any mascara with you? I said, no, I don't. I don't bring mascara with me. I've got my makeup done. The makeup was awful and it really undermined my night. Mm-hmm. And, and you couldn't, of course, run off and take it off and put your own makeup no, on because no. you didn't bring it with you. No, I know. So things like that, I know it might sound... Lesson learned. Um, yeah. I know, Lesson but it might learned. sound unimportant, but makeup no, I, I, is very I, powerful. and I, It makes you feel confident. It yeah. totally does. And it's probably one of the reasons why, like I, I generally, for this something like the Style Awards, I just do my own generally, do you know, it's You're just something I feel more confident, but I have one look and that's all I, I but I, I, um, I try and borrow a dress maybe if I can. And if not, it's, it's something that I'm, I'm, I'm rooting from the back of the wardrobe, but, um, it's the hair I want to get done generally. Oh, yes. I want to get yes. because yeah. I yeah. cannot do my hair. And so I'm always really, and that makes you feel more confident, you know, when you're standing there in front of all these photographers or people or whatever, but yeah, like I've never been nominated for one of those kind of awards. Thank God. Cause I actually just go and enjoy myself and meet all the people that I want to meet have a bit of a laugh and go home can i ask a question um can i get a word in edgeway sarah is that okay no i I had a question before we move on to beauty are you moving on to beauty i just just why just as a matter of interest is um um did you when you wrote your book um how did you find that whole process was that a difficult process to do was it was it difficult to sit down um and how did you find the time to do it how did you go about writing your book well, the, I, uh, previous to my book, I had ghostwritten for other people, okay. um, Mr. Tato and some stuff for Podge. No, speaking of that, that's my uncle. You, you wrote about my uncle there, by the way, Mr. Tato, really? Joe Murphy. Ah, Joe Spud Murphy. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I would imagine that I probably made up an awful lot of his history. Yes, <laughs> really, your uncle. Yeah, my my yeah yeah that that we're not we're not I'm not very close to that side of the family. That's the rich side of the family, but oh. we're yeah she's uh, <laughs> my 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 dad's sister married into that family. 
Well, yeah. the original, I, I, I was very, very naive because um, I don't like not working. And when I was pregnant, I thought I worked up until I was eight months pregnant. And I was flying back and forth, lying to people in the airport saying, I'm only six months pregnant. But I really <laughs> wanted something lined up for when I was at home with this new little baby. So I approached Gil Books with an idea for a book that I thought was very smart. And it was um, a, all the do- I've made 12 documentaries. And along the way, I've met a lot of mainly women, a lot of great people, but mainly women who've told me incredible stories. And I think sometimes your opinions are shaped by these by the people you meet along the way. And yeah. I, I thought you know, there were a lot, a lot of them who didn't make the final cut or who didn't hmm. want to be in the dock in the end. But I thought I'd love to write a series of essays based on the things I've learned over the last number of years. Yeah. Um, and I had, you know, it was sort of pitched as each chapter was a pun on a movie title around different topics. I thought it was very smart. I thought, oh, I'll be the new Kathleen Moran. And hmm. then, of course, I thought, I'll have my baby, I'll take maybe two weeks off, and then I'll write it at home while he sleeps at my feet in a motor (laughs) You're both laughing. I was so naive. So four four or five weeks after Tom was born. And you know what? I did pretty well. I was in London. I was, my mum came for the first five weeks. She she went home then. I was on my own. My husband was away working a lot. You know, it's not easy with a new baby. And I thought, I had no, I was so tired. I had no headspace to write you know intelligent feminist essays mm. so I'm back to Gail in between the tears saying look but I did start a blog when he was very little um, yeah. the n-word blog which was just very short manageable often only five six hundred word pieces of a blog about things that happened in those early days and it was very well received and complete with terrible stick drawings that I did myself um, I went to Gail I said look what if I extend on this use some of this build on this and do a book a collection of of the blogs and they said yeah you're a lunatic. Thanks for not delivering the book you said you would. But yeah, so that, that's how it came about. Right. It was kind of all I could manage. Now, I, I'm still very proud of the book. Mm. Um, and well, it won a book. Of, it got nominated for the, for the it, book. It yeah, didn't book win, but it, was, but it was shortest, which is always <laughs> that's fantastic. great. But the idea was it was meant to be a kind of companion for that stage in your life when, you know, you might only have two minutes sitting on the loo and you mm. just you flick through it. And they're, they're manageable, short, digestible chapters on all those little anecdotes that happen in that first year of motherhood, which you look, I look on back on now with, with fondness. At the time, they can be quite difficult. You know, sometimes, yeah. and especially mm. even though I was nearly 40 having Tom, everything is new. Everything is new when you have your first baby, whether you're 21 or 41. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or in Jan Jackson's case, 51. If that's, was she 51 or 54? Was she everything, 51? Oh, she's over 50 for sure, but yeah. everything is new. So, you know, it's, it's, I look back mm. now and I think, God, I did very well. And you, you have to yeah. have applaud yourself for that but that's how that book came about and you know what it was well received people yeah. liked it and yeah. it wasn't the book I planned to write but it was the book I ended up writing so and would you ever think of writing a novel um you know what my heart has kind of always been in in children's writing and mm. I have a couple of book pitches that are in the ether at the moment um but when I was younger I loved I just loved quite dark novels, you know, the, mm. all the Roald Dahl, Beatrix Potter stuff, yeah, which is all quite them. dark. But yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, I, I had a fully written book that I wrote with my, my, my friend who I was traveling with all those years ago um, based around wildlife. And we were so proud of that book. And the people who liked it wanted us to change certain elements of it. Um, and I'm lucky at the moment that I have another, I have enough work going on in the, in the other part of my life that I don't have to you do those kind of sell yeah. where you say, yeah, yeah, we'll totally change it and give you the book you want. But yeah, yeah we, we, there's, there's certainly more ideas down the line. Cool. That I would hope to oh. be. I, I've always loved it. your, I've always loved your, your quick wit, actually. It's, it's something that I think is, um, it, it, it strikes me that I suppose you, you, you don't seem to really care what other people think of you, but would I be right in saying that? 
oh no, I'm so thin-skinned. <laughs> and I might make a quip and then I'm instantly apologising. I do oh, on Twitter. Well, I'll make some silly comment. Someone goes, that's a bit unfair. I go, hey, it was a joke. Let me explain what I meant and I'll break it with you. <laughs> I am incredibly thin-skinned, Sarah. Really? Um, yeah. I, I wish I wish I wasn't. Less so now. The older you get, I think, the thicker your skin gets. Or maybe it's just, it's, mm. it's, you know, you become slightly more waterproof. I don't know. And, yeah. Or bulletproof yeah. even, you know, but it is. I know. It's, but um, it, it, it even can be like your social media like just some little comments you might make here and there they're just so witty and so funny but you know also kind of sometimes slightly daring where like my husband would say to me get off the fence will you Sarah just you know make it make a comment like you know where I'm always like no I will models don't don't speak you know we're, we're like talking they should be seen and not heard so but uh, one of the kind of things I wanted to maybe ask you more was 2020 nearly 2021 um, are we getting to the point where you feel that women in your industry are being seen and heard more than men or do you still think there's a long way to go oh i don't know i I still think we have we have a long way to go and sometimes it feels a bit like tokenism as well Mm. um i mean obviously i i am a fan of equality but sometimes um you know things like gender quotas feel like box ticking and it feels like that that is happening i mean there was um and again i won't say her name and she's fabulous but there was a comedy show in the uk that put out a press release saying we are going to start hiring more women and then they hired this girl who was there in her own merits anyway but there was no need to put out that press release just start hiring more women Mm -hmm. and hire them for the right reasons and years ago and also you know and I do feel like I'm quite witty in print but I'm not a stand-up I'm not a comedian no Mm-hmm. And there were a couple of shows years ago that because I, my, my profile was rising, I was hired to do things alongside um, men who would, have be, who would have come from the comedy world. And yeah. I didn't come from the stand-up world. And then, unfortunately, you start feeding to that, oh, well, women aren't funny. Women are funny if you, you're yeah. not comparing like with like. And yeah. there, was, there was a few years on television in Ireland where you would see... Um, you know, males who came from men who came from a stand-up background, which is you know, if you've been in a sticky floor carpet of the pub at midnight with drunk people making them laugh, you, take I mean, you, you have a set of skills. Mm. That you don't, yeah. and then, they, then they put them beside female journalists or radio presenters or broadcasters who are also very funny, but yeah. they weren't stand-ups. And then you, you again, you get that oh, women aren't funny. Um, if you start, you know, and now we have, you know, there's Ashing B and Alison Spittle and some and Julie mm. Jane, some brilliant yeah. women out there who have come from that stand-up background, and it's the same in all areas. I think sometimes we find a woman, a woman who's doing well, and we shove her into an area that isn't her area of expertise, and that mm. happens across the board, and that drives me mad, and that is starting to change, I think, because, you know, if you're if you're if you're not comparing like with like, it's never going to end well. I yeah. think it happens a lot in Ireland because especially in production or TV or, or whatever, it's because there is a smaller pool to choose from. So I do think that, you know, you see a lot of the time, uh, for instance, fashion fashion shows or fashion programs, you know, you'll see people who maybe are in the fashion industry but have never presented before in their lives and then all of a sudden they're 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 being pushed forward to present and, and it it looks it, there's always that sort of Irish feel about things and I think that, that that that's what happens it's just you know you're good at one thing well then you must be good at another you know and, and uh, I think that, that that's really annoys me about uh, our industry yeah industry. It does, and it doesn't end well for anyone because no. for the person who's been chewed into that role yeah. it doesn't end well for them either no. you know yeah. it's like you wouldn't get a weather presenter to do a catwalk show, you know, and nor mm. should you get a broadcaster to get a model and a makeup artist to be doing a podcast. Exactly. I mean, seriously. I mean, what's that all seriously? Right? What is the world coming to? <laughs> well, 
look do, a little. Do you think that's changing? I think that now we're yeah. going out and looking for like more women are putting the head above the parapet and saying, "This is what I do, and yeah. I do it as well as anybody else." Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I suppose I just, I've always been in a world, uh, I guess, of, of mainly women. So I, I have never really felt that way. And then I, I go and got a real job then last year. And um, I, I suppose I, I'm hoping I've brought that to my workplace that I'm going, well, why, why can't I do that? Or why couldn't I be? Or why couldn't women be anything they want to be? It's just, it's just not in my nature to, to think, oh, well, that's a man's job or that's a, you know, mm-hmm. and, I, and I'm delighted that way. And I hope I can raise my daughter that way too. But um, yeah. It just, I think it, what, what else is, sorry for cutting across you, what well, else I feel... The other point I feel really strongly about is that when we talk about women in the workplace, whatever that industry might be, it's so important not just to say, well, you can be as good as this bloke. It's it's the different the different set of skills that a woman brings to the workplace. A woman yeah. brings a total different... And we see it now in governments around the world that hire women. Right. You're not going in there and, you know, box-ticking a role. You are bringing something entirely different. And the same mm-hmm. too, whether it's an office or a retail yeah. job or any job... Vice or, or Presidency of America... <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But you, 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 you can't be apologising. You know, women and men, no. men are, we are fundamentally different. If mm-hmm. a woman chooses to have a family, unfortunately now the lion's share of childcare still falls on women. That's yeah, starting right. to change too. And I think we just need to acknowledge, you know, what women bring to the workplace that is different to men. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's because that's what equality is. It's about it's not being the same. It's acknowledging mm-hmm. differences but treating people the same regardless. Mm-hmm. You know, and that mm-hmm. that's true across the board. No, absolutely. Well, look, let's get on to some trivial Let's get on to some beauty. <laughs> so, Yay! Um, so, Kamiru, what's on your face now? Yes. Um, egg. <laughs> so, start, start with I, your makeup. I love the, I love the idea of, of being a high-maintenance woman, but I don't know where people find the time. And I have one I good know. friend. To be fair, she has no children. And she has shellac nails, fee brows, hair extensions, eyelash extensions, spray fake tan. She gets her teeth whitened every eight, ten months. And she looks amazing. But Who like, is oh, she? God. <laughs> uh, well, there's a few of them out there. I won't, again, I won't name her. It's very yeah. important to her. Now, if I, I get a, if I get a manicure done, I feel amazing. And after we go, yeah. why is it chipping off? This should last forever. Um, <laughs> but I think the older I get, the more I realize that a little bit of maintenance, but the right kind of maintenance is important. So I used to dye my own hair up until only about eight years ago. So, you know... Proper haircuts, proper haircuts, and good products on your face. So um, tell me what. Give me, give me your top three products uh, that you that spring to your mind right now. Um, tinted SPF. Okay. I, I discovered oh, yeah. one that no one's heard of called Fresiderm. Okay. Um, which is a Greek, and now I keep being, t- I keep being told you should be using uh, what's it called, the natural SPF, not mm-hmm. the. Um, What's the, what's the difference between there's a, a the chemical one and the mineral one? I oh, think yeah. it's a yeah. chemical one, but it goes on beautifully. I can leave the house with it on, and I'm upset because I because I have pale freckled skin. Yeah, I walk into the you don't fake tan, like don't you? You don't do you use fake tan well, at all? I love a bit. I love a bit of fake. Oh, tan. do you? Yeah, but I don't use it very often. Who do you use? Uh, Bear by Vogue. Cool. Again, yeah, it's about finding the one that suits your skin type. And again, when you're a bit older, your skin tends to be drier. And a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of the, the other ones just, they, they just look go on like gravy browning. So I actually did yeah. it last week because, I, I, you know, even though I went, took all my clothes off, exfoliated, put on a layer of Bear by Vogue and the lightest colored one. And you feel brilliant. Oh, don't. Well, that's but good. I, don't, but I don't, don't do it very often. Yeah, yeah I feel, you feel slimmer. You feel you feel yes. like your clothes suit you. Everything just is so much better. And, and I know Ken hates tan, and I love tan. I'm Do so... you? And then well, I don't. No, I, I don't hate it. I just hate. I hate the whole. I hate the whole towy, you know, orange tan. Oh, well, that is just every. That, that is just everywhere, and it's just. I just look at you know. You look at these. 
beautiful girls walking around and they just look like lollipops and you're just, you know, know, there's just that orange of cheetahs walking over and it's just so unattractive and it's just, you just want to grab them and go, why are you doing this? She said, you're so pretty, you know, and it just, I don't know. I, 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 obviously it's because we have crap weather here, but, but it's, it's, you know. They'll learn, they'll learn. We all, we all made the mistakes and we we have to find the right product for you. And Ken, you know, you can't grab girls in the street and say, what are you doing? (laughs) You can't do that. It doesn't end well. No, I don't do that. I don't. Um, well, the thing I don't know. I also it's because of my um, Spanish heritage that I feel like I look better when I'm browner, but it's not. It's just an Irish thing. Yeah, so I know look, yeah. Dear and Gary did a thing the other day on Instagram, and she had a, her real legs on show, saying, "I know we always say we think our skin looks like bruised ham." Yeah. in this country, and there's an element of that that we don't see. And I was watching. What is that? It was dreadfully. Be- brilliant dreadfully brilliant show um emily in paris i loved it unapologetically okay. loved it I but lily it collins it makes like getting mixed reviews actually oh no it's but it's it's darren star so it's it's fantasy okay. it's silly and it's but lily collins is there with her she's so white she's almost blue but okay. it, it's one thing to be beautifully pale like nicole kidman or lily collins yeah. when you have flawless skin yeah but a lot of irish women i know what it's like you know you, you can have patchy skin and red skin yeah. and you go out in the cold and your skin goes bright red so it makes you feel a bit better but yes okay. anyway. See, this is the other thing you see you do that with your tan but there is I like do you know what we we have to do this there there's there if you got face and body and put it on your arms and then put a slight shine on top of it and kept yourself this beautiful alabaster it looks amazing it really mm-hmm. does like we used to do in shoots and stuff like that yeah. you know we would make the model look that just gorgeous glowing and you could do that in real life as well so you know it just you know it, it's a What's different face look. and body do you mean makeup face and body by mac it's a yeah, it's a Putting, I know, yeah, but then you're putting makeup on your. Yes, you are. Yeah, yeah you are yeah, making up your body. You yeah. are making up your body, but that's what you have to do if you are pale. You know, yeah. so you yeah. don't have that sort of blueness and, about you. you know? And that's fine for red carpet or shoots or something for yeah. every day. It just no, okay, what it makes once a week. I, but I get, I do get it. I do yeah, get if you're it. leaving tide marks on bus seats, <laughs> you know, it's not, not great. You can't kiss anybody, touch anybody, or do anything because you're. That's the only bad thing about it. Do you have Do you have favorite treatment? Do you, do you ever get treatments done? Do you know what? I'm terrible. Um, no, you sound like me. No, it's, I'm it's, saying, yeah. Yeah, The odd time, uh, my my parents every year now buy me a voucher for a beauty salon, which I love because it's. I mean, people think that it's a lazy option. I adore it. It's giving you yeah. a chance that you have to make time for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lovely salon near me, and I pop in Urban What's Day. What's the name of it? Urban Day Spa, cool. and it's in it's in the Sports Go Gym in Rings End. And when you I go, go there. there Okay, it's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah they're it's, brilliant. It's, yeah, and it's it's really small, but it's perfectly formed, and yeah. the rooms are as good as any of the five star hotel spas I've been. Yeah, yeah. Um, and do you know what's amazing? Especially when you've been well, not anymore. When you lug to toddle around, uh, we did a lot of traveling time, and my back was always wrecked. So I'd go there for a massage or for one of the dermalogica facials. Mm. But I mean, maybe once every six months. Okay. Yeah. But before lockdown, um, I, I was trying to even go for a massage every couple of months because you just leave feeling rejuvenated. Yeah. So it depends what your idea of um, of a treatment is. Like I think I'd <laughs> yeah. rather have a massage than a facial. Yeah, I'd be the same. And do yeah. you ever, can I ask you, how do you, do you, do you ever wear a strong lip? Because I broke my jaw, my lips are really wonky. I have a little. I think you look amazing and with a really, really strong, strong matte red lipstick. Yeah, yeah I need to start actually, trying that more yeah. because mm-hmm. it, it ter- I always feel like I'm drawing attention to my worst bits, which is my awful teeth. And I my definitely want to get my hands on your face. 
Between you drag, attacking those girls in the street for the hand <laughs> and getting your hands on my face, you're going to be on a watch list soon. Then. <laughs> um, Do you know what so, I remember? My last week in Dancing with Stars, I did a tango, which didn't go well. But the makeup was beautiful, and they slicked my hair back. Yeah. They almost glued yeah. it in place. I mean, I was washing yeah. it for days trying to get this glue off. And actually, it was Lisa who did it. And yeah. the makeup was, because I always go for her smoke your eyes, it was really lovely foundation, and then just this really strong red lip. Yeah. Um, it, like, it, amazing, it was gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. Would I go out like that? I don't know. Maybe at Christmas time. Because yes. I always think red lip at Christmas. It's something I, I tend to do just around December. That's about it. <laughs> but I love yeah. it. But you just have to go neutralize. That's the only thing. Yeah. So come here. You're obviously not some, you're not a high maintenance. Uh, very obviously you're not a high maintenance person. Um, but do you have like a, a, a beauty routine, like steps that you might take like morning and nighttime? Even if it's just taking on and off makeup or yes, is there certain always. I would oils never, even like when or... I was even when I was younger and was drinking wine, never ever ever <laughs> went to bed with my makeup on ever. Yeah. Um, so I I love the you know the pestle and mortar. They have a beautiful um, yeah the serum. Balm. No, the balmy oh, cleanser. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a new product yeah. from them. And that's yeah. one of the ones that you rub into your face, um, mm. dry, and use a face cloth. And it's also yeah. more environment. I'm trying to be more um, environmentally conscious now, so I'm not using Irish kind company. of. Yes, 25 million cotton pads every day. I know. Um, know. The double cleansing I tried for a while, and I don't, I, I don't know. I think when if you clean properly once, it's okay. Mm -hmm. I always avoid waterproof mascara. I think you're just rubbing your eyes. Yeah, plus it breaks your lashes after a long, after a while. So it's uh, awful stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I always clean my face very carefully. I always use toner. I always do my kind of three steps. I remember that. Remember that Korean ten step program that came out for a while. Yeah. Nonsense. Uh, Roche Posay. If in okay, doubt, yeah. I gravitate. My skin would be slightly sensitive. And, mm, okay. you know, if I was somewhere where I'd forgotten to bring, which I often do, like forgotten to pack a makeup bag and I have to run to a pharmacy, I would always pick up a moisturizer from Roche Posay because you just know yeah. it's going to be okay yeah. for your skin. Yeah, yeah. Um, won't you, you won't react to it in any way. Yeah. And the, I've, I've only recently started using um, more kind of uh, what's the active products. Like I started mm. using, using retinol, like a proper... Uh, one percent retinol, and it's amazing. Yeah. Like it is Any amazing. Particular one? Um, it's called Revision. Oh, okay. And it was about one hundred and thirty euro or something. I know. Yeah, but I bought it six months ago. I use a tiny amount, only three days a week, and okay. it's kind of now it doesn't do much about lines, but it does. Um, it Eat softens. It softens your, your your like pigmentation and all that, which mm. is great. Yeah. Um, and then you know what? I've I've pestle and mortar. I love. I started mm. using the um. Kinvara Rose, is it Rose Hip there serum, which is lovely. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've also started using a vitamin C serum. So I'm starting to try and use more active things as I get older as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you know what? I think the bit, you know, Ken, you're the beauty expert. I always think the best thing to do for your skin is to protect it from the sun. And I Absolutely. think it's maybe why I look, I, well, I do kind of look my age now, but I didn't for a while because when I was 15 even, I hated my freckles so much, which is so sad that I was on holidays with my family in Spain wearing these zinc sun creams, which yeah. was all we had at the time. But I think it kind of saved my skin. I did no, it. No, absolutely. It is the one thing that any, any you know, beautician, any any facialist, any dermatologist, any makeup artist will say to you is, is the one thing that will save your skin is some is use sun protection. So, yeah. you know, but from a young nothing, age. Nothing else but sun protection yeah. is so, mm -hmm. it's so 
Because otherwise, you get into my age, and I have lots of friends now that are just trying to fix damage. And yeah. fixing damage is but fine, what, but then you're getting into so peels yeah. and Botox and fillers. Yeah. Whereas if you kind of try and limit the damage as you go along. So that's what I try and do. So, but yeah. trying to tell that to, uh, you know, my nieces who are, you know, 16 with beautiful skin and so on, you know, it's, it's pretty hard not oh, to, to, to do it. You know. And would you say no to Botox ever? Uh, I wouldn't say no to anything. I'm going to go yeah. full. I'm going to, what I'm going to do is when I hit 50, get a full facelift and <laughs> I can maybe, maybe get a boob job and a penis. Just get everything. Come on, just make me a fun fair. <laughs> you um, need to do one of those documentary programs and, and uh, try, yeah. try it all and see how it works. Try the boobs. Yeah, that would be, I think you should. That should be the perfect program for you. Just to I would see. Maybe. Do you know what? I don't. I think when I was younger, I, I was maybe slightly. Um, sanctimonious about it instead of saying no no never 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 mm -hmm. but you know I think if something makes you feel better yeah mm -hmm. and I'm now yeah. in that stage in my life where if something makes you feel better then I would say why not mm -hmm. but then there are there are there are a lot of people going around now who have they're just it's a slippery slope for some people as well and yeah. I would worry about um it's know, getting right. addicted. It's getting when you do it and you get addicted to it and you start doing too much of it. And that's yeah. when you yeah. start to look odd. Like there's, yeah. we know a lot of women who go to the VAP awards, for instance, who look quite odd, you know, because they've had too much of this. They done. do. Yeah. And I, I don't know. And I do think it's really important that we do allow some women to get older and that we don't mm. um, tear them down for it, you know? Mm. So. Yeah. Um, we are unfortunately running out of time yeah. and I know we wanted to also mention some of your uh, maybe projects you're working on and some yeah. charity and your some ambassador charity. for some charities and uh, so is there anything that you particularly want to oh, mention? Oh here's, here's, the, here's the plug yeah shame yeah. the plug um, <laughs> well, I think be been, it's been a great year for it's been a terrible year for work but it's been a great year for getting involved with, with charities yeah. Yeah. Um, and I've been involved in a few from Saving Dublin Zoo to the Marie mm. Keating Foundation um, so that yeah there's lots of nice things happening as well I think it's, it, this year has been so different Difficult, but I think it's really there are people who have really stepped up you know yeah. it's like when people who watch the toy show this year oh, and the amount no. of money that was raised so yeah it's been great to get involved in those other projects too and I think it's shown that what Irish people really care about yeah exactly which is great yeah. but yeah. yeah so next year hopefully I have a few writing projects coming up which aren't definite now um, and I've sort of jumped since I've, I've done two seasons now of what planet are you on yeah. And, uh, so I've kind of jumped on the climate change bandwagon too, which has always interested me from my days 20 years ago doing environmental and wildlife work. Um, yeah. But I've learned a lot more doing that. So that's an area that I want to kind of uh, continue in as well. Brilliant. I might rope you into something then. I have, uh, <laughs> I've, I'm, I'm the same actually. My, um, in terms of, I've been involved in environmental programs and stuff for about twenty years. So, um, I'm working on a project at the moment that we might actually have to try and get you involved in as well. Actually, well, maybe if you could not, find a way. I hate anything to do with <laughs> the environment. I hate it all. It's all crap. Shallow. I don't believe in climate change. I think the Amazon should disappear. I know. Shallow, fickle makeup fella in the corner there. Well, yeah. if you could find a way, Sarah, to, um, I don't know, repurpose purpose packaging and make it into face fillers and then we could involve yeah. them in <laughs> exactly. So, exactly. there's got to be a way <laughs> well, well listen thank you. thank you so much it's been such a lovely chat to chatting with you and um, we had about 20,000 more questions didn't we Sarah oh stop I know and we could have <laughs> kept talking it's um, been a total pleasure and we really appreciate your time thank you so much for joining us today Thanks, thank Maya. you for having me and so that's it for this week's Beauty and Beyond with thanks to our producer Simon and our friends over at the Beauty Buddy app and we'll talk to you all again soon. Take care.
It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.